Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael and his teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1-5, through 5, called The Apostasy and the Man of Lawlessness. We are looking at the apostasy and the man of lawlessness, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. We're moving verse by verse through both of these letters, First and 2 Thessalonians. We've come to chapter 2, so we're kind of on, in the home stretch here. Not a lot of verses in this particular letter, but chapter 2 uh, is pretty full, 17 verses, and we will not do the chapter in one message. This is going to be at least a couple of messages. And the first five verses is the focus this morning. Once you have your Bible open or your device, why don't you stand to your feet if you're able to, and let's read the text together. I'm going to read a little bit past what we'll deal with today. Now, 2 Thessalonians 2.1, we request, we request you, brethren, with regard to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, that you may not be quickly shaken, verse 2, from your composure or be disturbed either by a spirit or a message or a letter, as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. Let no one in any way deceive you, for it will not come unless the apostasy comes first, part of our title today, and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, displaying himself as being God. You not remember that while I was still with you, I was telling you these things. And you know what restrains him now, so that in his time he may be revealed. For the mystery of lawlessness, seven is already at work. Only he who now restrains will do so until he's taken out of the way. And then that lawless one will be revealed whom the Lord will slay with the breath of his mouth and bring to an end by the appearance of his coming. That is, the one who is coming in accord with the activity of Satan, with all power and signs and false wonders, and with all deception of wickedness for those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth so as to be saved. You may be seated. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for a very <laughs> intriguing <laughs> And not so easy passage to really ultimately understand or even break down or exegete. And yet it is a passage of utmost importance to our understanding of what we call eschatology or the last things of the last days. And Paul has given us no less than two markers that will precede the day of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And these are incredibly important because if they're going to precede the coming of Jesus, we need to know what they are. We need to understand what you are saying to us through your living word. And we want to be a prepared people for a prepared place. Thank you that you've gone to prepare a place for us, that we have hope, that we don't grieve like those who have no hope, that the second coming of Jesus Christ means our champion is coming, that this broken world will ultimately be restored and you will bring peace and reverse the curse. And we're so grateful to have that future to be ours, to be co-heirs with Christ. 
And we pray that you would help us to discern what you would say to us, give us ears to hear what your spirit says to your church in these moments, these days. In Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen. Well, I hope you enjoyed Brad Dacus last week. I got a chance to tune in. I was in Temecula doing a wedding and got to watch the live stream. Uh, It was awesome to hear Brad not only teach, but share his testimony. And I was taken aback. I think I may have heard this before, but by the accident that Brad went through and how really they left him no hope and how he is now such a strong advocate of the Christian faith, such an intellectually strong guy, uh, an attorney. He's done so much good for the church. And so I hope you enjoyed that last week. By the way, if you are interested in more information about voting, one of the easy ways is to go to the app, scroll down to the Salt and Light logo, click on it, and you'll have access to a voter guide directly from the app. So if you haven't accessed that and you're wondering about, you know, how do I keep up with the propositions and all of that, that's one way to do that, and that's available to you. But here we are in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, and we're looking at the apostasy and the man of lawlessness. Over a quarter of 1 Thessalonians and nearly half of 2 Thessalonians deals with problems and issues regarding what we call the parousia, or the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. 2 Thessalonians 2 probably represents the main purpose of this second letter. So this, you could say, is the meat, the substance of where Paul is wanting to head in terms of us understanding the day of the Lord. There's always been sensationalism around the second coming of Jesus Christ. There's always been date setters. There's always been apocalyptic type of movements and uh, things around that. And what we need to understand is what does the Bible actually say about the second coming of the Lord Jesus? What are we to actually look for? And I've given you some of those signs in previous messages. I told you, for example, that Jesus said they will be like the days of Noah, like the days of Lot. I've given you some Old Testament references to a cosmic sign, uh, the sun, moon, and stars, something happening that will darken them, found in the book of Joel chapter 2 and the book of Isaiah and other places. We went to the book of Malachi and looked at a sign of the return of Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes, Malachi 4.5. So we've already done some homework on things that will surround the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I've submitted to you that I believe there is one singular coming where everything will happen. I don't believe that there is going to be a pre-tribulation rapture. That's not my position. And I believe there's one singular second coming where the Lord will rescue his people. And at that point, you're going to have a resurrection and a rapture, 1 Thessalonians 4. And then you're going to have wrath poured out. And the image of Noah going into the ark and then the flood coming and Lot and his family being pulled out of Sodom and the fire and brimstone coming is the image that we've been given by Jesus himself. And now Paul will add a layer to that which we need to understand of two specific additional signs to look for that will be around the coming of the Lord. In fact, it will precede the second coming, the visible return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they're in the title. It is the apostasy and the man of lawlessness. Let's tackle the first five verses as we jump in now. 2 Thessalonians 2.1, we request, we implore you, brethren, uh, addressing once again the church with an entreaty, With regard to the coming, there's your subject matter. That's the Greek word parousia, P-A-R-O-U-S-I-A. Always has to do with the second coming of Jesus Christ. 
Now we, re- we request to you, brethren, with regard to the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the two are uh, connected, are gathering together to him. So notice the subject matter right out of the gate. You have the coming of the Lord, and the two are interlinked, are gathering together to him. You have an NIV, it says, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered together to him, we ask you, brothers. So the subject is concerning the Advent. We're, it's amazing to me, but we are on the heels of celebrating Advent in the, at the end of November and into December, and Advent celebrates the first coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, there is going to be a second Advent prophesied in the Bible, and it's going to be the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what the topic is right now. We dealt with the topic in 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 and 17. And here we have his coming and our gathering together with him. The word for gathering together with him is a word called epi episunagage. <laughs> and it is the word for the gathering of God's people. And here it is the gathering of God's people to God's presence. And it has some connection to the blowing of a trumpet. When the trumpet would blow in the Old Testament, one of the major uses of a trumpet blast was to call the people of God to the presence of God. And there is a day coming when the Lord Jesus Christ will be revealed and we will gather together to Him. We will meet the Lord in the air. Recently, I heard a teacher say one of the reasons that that may be that we meet Him in the air is that the earth is being judged with fire. So it is both being brought to the Lord in terms of being with him, but it is also escape from judgment. The Lord's going to remove his bride from the fire of his judgment. Aren't you glad? This is where it's really good to be on the winning team. And so he will bring us to his presence and then pour his wrath out, very much like Genesis 19 in Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus put it this way with a cognate uh, word related to this. And he says, he will send his angels, Matthew 24, 31, with a great trumpet. And they, the angels, will gather together, epi sunago, his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Life on the go can make it difficult to catch up on your study in the Bible. If you think about it, Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance is here for you, kind of like a daily supplement to help your spiritual growth. You can listen to Walk in Truth whenever you want because it's on podcast too. Subscribe to Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app. For example, if you have an iPhone, we're on your iPodcast app already on your phone. Walk in Truth is also on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. So listen on your hike, during your drive, or while you're getting work done at a coffee shop. Basically, listen whenever you want. Subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. And so he will bring us to his presence and then pour his wrath out, very much like Genesis 19 in Sodom and Gomorrah. Jesus put it this way with a cognate uh, word related to this. And he says, 
He will send his angels, Matthew 24, 31, with a great trumpet. And they, the angels, will gather together, epi sun ago, his elect from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. The gathering together to our Lord. That's what's going to happen when he comes for those who are here. And the beautiful image here, the powerful image, is the resurrection of the dead in Christ and a rapture pretty much simultaneously. The dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them to meet the Lord, the Lord in the clouds. And so we will always be with the Lord. And then he says, comfort one another with these words. So this is a word of comfort. It's a word of hope. It's a word that we know the way the story is going to end, no matter what is going on in our crazy, divided, broken world. We have hope that our champion is coming. One writer has said that the concept of an eschatological gathering goes back to the Old Testament. If you're interested in taking notes on this, Isaiah 43, 4-7, Isaiah 52, 12, and 56, 8. And here's a psalm that references this. Psalm 106, 47 says, Save us, O Lord our God. Gather us from among the nations to give thanks to thy holy name and glory in thy praise. Psalm 106, 47. The idea of a, of a gathering or a regathering of Israel is also part of this picture. But in Revelation 7, it pictures every tribe, tongue, nation, and people gathered before the throne, giving thanks to God and being covered with his beautiful tabernacle. This is what is ahead. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation will be before the Lord, rejoicing in our salvation. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And so this is the image that we have before us. By the way, the Greek word for the gathering here is only used in one other place, episunagage, and it's in Hebrews 10.25. Isn't that interesting? That we are not to forsake the assembling or the gathering together as is the habit of some, but we're to encourage one another and all the more as we see the day drawing near. We're not to forsake the sunagage, the, the gathering of God's people, the verse that's been debated all over in the last seven months is the only other place where this word is used. And that's why some people say, well, maybe it doesn't mean the rapture, but the context is unmistakable because the ultimate gathering is not gathering to a building, it's gathering to our Lord. I want to see him. Amen? Amen. And apparently he wants me to be with him. That is amazing. And some of you think, does he really know who I am? <laughs> yes, he does. And he still chose you. Isn't that amazing? And to be gathered together with the elect from every generation of time. To see people who have passed on, heroes of the faith, people that we have said goodbye to in this life will be there. will be with him forever. God's family gathered to the God who saved us. That's what this means. This is not just a theological exercise. This is just not, hey, I know some cool things about the last days in eschatology and I saw a movie and heard a Bible study. No, this is about coming back to the one who gave us life in the first place, the father of spirits, the redeemer of our souls, amen? The lover of our souls. We will see him 
face to face, and he, wipe, he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Praise God. It's a good place for a loud amen. Praise the Lord. Now, Paul says that's the subject, and the reason for the writing is that you may not be quickly shaken, verse 2, from your composure or be disturbed. The Greek word here is to be frightened or alarmed either by three things, a spirit or a message or a letter as if from us to the effect that the day of the Lord has come. NIV, not to become easily unsettled or alarmed by some prophecy, report, or letter supposed to have come from us saying that the day of the Lord has already come. Now, something happened, and the word got back to Paul. And let's not forget that this is a fairly young church in terms of their time in the Lord and their understanding of Scripture. And there are some of you that have been walking with the Lord for years and years, and these concepts are pretty familiar to you. And others of you, this is all brand new to you. But wherever you are on the spectrum, here's what happens with Day of the Lord, Second Coming type of teaching, is that sometimes people are just simply misinformed. Or somebody says something that rocks their world. And something happened in the Thessalonian congregation. It could have been a prophecy, maybe by a church member or a visitor. And maybe in a meeting they said something like this. Uh, I believe the Lord is saying we have entered into the day of the Lord. Or maybe some sort of report came or some forgery. Maybe this early Bible students that already there was a concern about forged letters in the name of apostles. We've heard some of this uh, as you study the letters of the New Testament and study manuscript evidence for the Bible. We know there were forgeries and perhaps even this early, people were trying to write things in Paul's name or in Peter's name and saying, this is from the Lord and this is what's happening. And they were deceiving and unsettling people. This is what false doctrine does, is it unsettles and even shipwrecks people's faith. Sometimes when someone comes out and sets a date and says, this is what's going to happen, and this is when it's going to happen, and people get duped, they become, they become brokenhearted, and there's many people who go out the back door of many movements, disenfranchised, losing hope, because they think, well, if these guys don't know what they're talking about, how, who can I trust? Who should I listen to? Paul says, I don't want you to be shaken or unsettled or disturbed in any way. And he's going to give us these markers, but let me just give you a verse. This is Ephesians 4.14. It tells us that pastors and teachers should be equipping the body. And in Ephesians 4.14, it says this, As a result, we are no longer to be children, tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. One of the reasons that you need to know your Bible so that you don't get duped. If you hear a false teacher pontificating, waxing eloquent about some concept, you should compare it to the Bible. You've been listening to The Apostasy and the Man of Lawlessness, part one on Walk in Truth. This is Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. And don't forget, if you missed any part of today's program, Walk in Truth is on apps like Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, and many more. Please search for us and subscribe so you can listen to this series and many other teachings from Pastor Michael. Like his teachings in 1 Thessalonians or the Book of Revelation. 
Remember, search and subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, who is this mysterious man of lawlessness or man of sin or man of intrigue? Well, I think many, many Bible teachers believe he is the Antichrist. And there are some others who would argue maybe he's not. But you know what? For our message right now, as we kind of piece this together and look at it, this man of sin, this man of lawlessness is a man who will do several things in the last days. And he's been typified in others like Antiochus Epiphanes before the time of Christ, Caesar Nero, perhaps, and many others. But there is a future man coming and that man of lawlessness will be destroyed by the brightness of the appearance of the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we find in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So read through the entire passage, pray through it. This is a, it is a tougher passage to interpret. However, it is an exciting passage and, and at the same time, a sobering one. And I would even say in the light of the times that we live in, one that we need to pay attention to and know well. And we were given some signs, and and this man of lawlessness is one of those signs. Well, hey, this is what we do at Walk in Truth, and for that matter, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California, where I serve as senior pastor. We dive into the Bible. We try to go deep. We try to go verse by verse in an expository fashion, bringing out context and history and all of those things that go into properly uh, dividing the word of truth. And the word of God really covers just about every subject you can think about, including the end of days and the beginning of a new day, what we call the millennial reign of Christ or the new heavens and the new earth. And we dive into the Bible so that the word of God can speak to our lives, shape our lives, encourage our lives, challenge our lives. That's really what Walk in Truth is all about. Well, hey, I'd like to invite you to our Sunday morning services where I serve as senior pastor, Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. We're right off the 91 Freeway and Lincoln Avenue. We would love for you to join us live, 9 and 11.15 a.m. services happening each Sunday by God's grace. We would love for for you to come to experience the worship, experience the Word of God. Um, There are many options, including you can sit outside if you'd like, or you can watch the live stream of the 9 a.m. service on our YouTube channel. Just search for Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona. And that applies for those of you who listen outside the area or those of you who can't make it. And uh, if there's a reason that you can't make it, please tune into that 9 a.m. service. It's one way to get Uh, an opportunity to worship and to participate in the study of God's word. Let me pray for us. Father, I pray that you would bless our precious listening family. Those who partner with Walk in Truth, thank you for them, Lord. You know, you have raised up more and more partners to stand shoulder to shoulder with us, and we're so humbled and grateful because those people, many of the faces I, I don't know, Some I do, but I'm so grateful that they love you. And we can all say, we love you, Lord, because you first loved us. We haven't seen you yet, but we love you. Thank you for that indescribable gift 
of Christ. Thank you for magnificent and precious promises that are anchored in him, not in our crazy, unpredictable world, but in him. Thank you for those who are just beginning to listen, those who are beginning to partner with us. We give you all the glory for any platform that you give us. Would you bless the one who's listening right now who needs a touch from you, needs a word of hope from you, that person who is sick right now and needs healing, that person who's financially in trouble and needs you to pour grace upon their lives, that person who's depressed and just says, I don't know if I can go on. You can make it. Faith can make it another day, my friend. And please, I would ask you, if you have a prayer request, reach out to us at walkintruth.com. You can submit prayer requests there. Hey, you could just say, hey, I'm listening in this city, Pastor Michael. Been listening to you on podcast. Hey, we'd like to know. We don't see our, our uh, audience out there, our wonderful family. So let us know. And uh, it, it is always a blessing to us. And we would love to pray with you. Remember, you can reach out to us uh, directly at 844-48-TRUTH. Just remember, that's Tuesday through Friday, 9 to 4 Pacific Time, 844-48-TRUTH. Hey, I'm so blessed. We're so blessed as a team that you are with us. God bless you, and we will catch you next time on Walking Truth. And join us Monday for part two of Pastor Michael's teaching in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, called The Apostasy and the Man of Lawlessness. I am not the man of lawlessness. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth, where it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.